1: Hey, guys, and we're back up to episode 12. So, dear black girl, meet Novia. Hi. Before we start, today's your birthday. Thank you.
0: Yes, it is. It is. Happy birthday. Thank you. How's it feel? I don't even think I had a moment to catch, you know, to really soak it in yet. But the love I've been getting today is amazing. So that's always good. But yeah, I'm 28. I'm getting old.
1: 30's <laughs> creeping up. 30 is- Right there. (laughs) And I'm kind of afraid of 30, but not at the same time.
0: I am petrified. Really? Why? I don't know. You know, I guess it's because if you have so many goals that you want to accomplish and it's like time just seems like it's waiting on no one. And before you know it, it'll be 30. And I'm like, I really hope I'm where I want to be by 30. 30. And now I feel like I have no choice. Like I have to make it happen. Like yes
1: to your Right.
0: (laughs) Right. So.
1: But. If you're like me, sometimes I forget how old I am because <laughs> all the time after 25 I stop counting. So <laughs> when people say how old are you, I'm like, oh, when people 29? ask me, I
0: always mess up and say the year before. Yeah. So when people ask me this year, I always say 26, really 27. And so i will like, probably him. still be saying 27.
1: So even though like 30s around the corner, you're gonna probably forget that you turned 30 <laughs> and still be like, well,
0: trust me, I won't forget. I won't forget. (laughs) Well, novia, let everyone know what you do. Let's start from the top of the list. I am the associate entertainment editor for Yandy Smith's brand called Everything Girls Love um, LLC. And that's more so um, a lifestyle brand that caters to the millennial um, and the working women and uh, working moms who try to balance it all. So anything... The name is literally self-explanatory, Everything Girls Love. Um, If you're ever around, visit the blog, everythinggirlslove.com, and I promise you, you'll fall in love with the content. And I also do social media marketing for a couple of other brands, and I've done radio, I've done, oh gosh, everything. I do everything (laughs) from working on red carpets to, you know, celebrity interviews, all that jazz. So I've just been tr- kind of like finding my way. And I'm also, I've created my website, noviros.com to highlight working women in entertainment. So, yeah.
1: Okay, let's start with everything girls like. How did you find yourself working with that brand?
0: Well, I was out of college and I was looking for obviously something to do. When I was in college, I messed up and I didn't do any inter- any, any internships. So when I graduated, I found myself in a hole and I was looking for, you know, a brand to get involved with. And actually my cousin who went to Clark Atlanta, she was working with Yandy with EGL beforehand. And she was like, you know, Yandy Smith is building this brand and I think you should be a part of it. And I just sent my resume and it was just a done deal. Like maybe (laughs) two days later, I was a part of the team. So that has been a blessing because that's the first opportunity I, I had. And it opened up so many doors.
1: So, what are some other brands you've worked with?
0: I'm um, currently I'm working with a brand called News Cult. It is also it's a media outlet, but mm-hmm. it's more so in the tech industry. Um, they focus on basically everything, but more so it's it caters to millennials who are into tech in the tech world. Um, so I'd run social media for that um, brand. I also work. With the parent company to EGO, which is BBM Agency, which Bond Brand Management, and that's the 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 company that manages Yandy and a couple other talents. I don't know if you know Tamika Mallory, mm-hmm. um, with the Women's March, um, and a couple of it it only hosts women professionals, um, so yeah, that's basically what I'm working with now. Um, I'm looking to get back into radio, but I'm I'm a little timid about it. Why? Um, well, I had a show with two other girls who worked in media. It was called Tongue and Chic, and I just got so I think so comfortable working with other women mm-hmm. that I was too afraid to step out on my own and make it happen. So I actually applaud you for doing this. This is amazing. Um, so that's something that I'm like gearing myself up to get involved to get back in it because I actually love radio. Yeah,
1: you, yeah, you should radio. definitely try. Like even if it's just you know like a podcast to right, get your nerves together (laughs) (laughs)
0: right and that show was a live show Mm -hmm. so i don't know why i'm so afraid maybe because i don't have anybody else to rely on it's really only me so yeah i think i just have to get over that that hump
1: so what's one of like your main goals you want to accomplish by 30 like what do you see yourself at in two years or ideally
0: I really want to establish NovyRose.com and have it be known to women in media because when I when I noticed when I first started working in this industry that it was most of my relationships were built from meeting people at events and things of that nature. But there's really no cohesiveness when it comes to like girls in media. Like we're not tight knit to each other. We re- we barely. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just felt like the work that we do is often overlooked. And to be honest, this whole industry would not be what it is if we didn't have our producers, our writers, our, you know, people who are doing things that are not seen. So I wanted, I really want to establish that and have that going and have and create like a network for us to have a place for us to go to, to be inspired, to inspire another person, you know? And so I really like to establish that and have that I'm actually working on that right now and have, you know, it, it blossom and build. And then I'm also, I also want to grow in all the other areas that I work with. I'm going to continue to stay with EGL and we're doing some awesome things. Um, Overall, I would, I just want to be happy making much money doing what I do. (laughs) That is all I'm, that is, that is all I desire.
1: That is everyone's goal. (laughs) Right.
0: Right, right.
1: So
0: let's get into song number five. So song number five is Mary J. Blige, Be Happy. I, I think this was the first song that I really connected to, like, ever. Um, And I think if you're my, in our age group and you don't identify with this song, it's like, where were you type of thing. Um, But it was the first song that really made me take a look at myself and think about the kind of person I wanted to be growing up. And she just has this thing that just makes you want to belt out and grab your chest and be like girl (laughs) I'm with you like yeah so I that's definitely one of my favorite songs and one of my defining moments in my I actually connected with it pretty young maybe gosh like 10 years old and that's always just been my that's my favorite Mary song
1: wait so why did you
0: connect to it at such a young age I feel like at that age is like yo. I was such a music head mm-hmm. and I'm still such a music head. First of that's another, I'm gonna <laughs> get into that. But I'm such a music head. So I was like really rapping Biggie, one more chance. Like the songs that I really loved, if my parents left me alone, I was blasting music and putting on a concert by myself. Like I just loved music. So even now I'm still stuck in the nineties. Oh, so am I. I'm still <laughs> stuck in the nineties. If you look at my phone, I'm i I'm playing songs that like are so done and gone, but I, I just hold them very close to me because these are things that like got me through those rough periods when I was when I was younger. So yeah, and that's definitely one of them. Till this day when that verse drops, how can I how can I love somebody else? Hello. Like, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's that's why.
1: So, at that age, did you, like, really comprehend everything she was singing about? Not fully. Or, how or, could you at 10
0: years old? At <laughs> what
1: age did you be like, you know what? Yes. Like, this is a whole other level. You, yes, I, think I, I get it. I fell
0: in love with the song, but realistically, I didn't start, like, feeling it until I got older. Maybe in my preteens, like, 13, 14. Um, but I know that I started, like, I was singing along to it. So, it, can, something connected, you know?
1: Yeah, I know everyone has those songs. Like, growing up, they were... There were your songs, and then when you got to that age, where you're like, you know what? This is my song even more, because I understand it now. (laughs) Right. I've been
0: through this. Right. And I kid you not, that still happens to me. I think there's songs that you identify with in your premature years, and you're like, you know, you're just singing along or whatever, but when you get older and you're really listening to these lyrics, it's like, stop speaking my life, Mary. Song number four. Song number four would have to be, oh gosh. Oh, Janae Aiko, Waze. I don't know if you ever heard that song.
1: Girl, I've been a Janae fan since she did this track on Barbershop to called Sneaky
0: with Lil <laughs> long I've been riding with Janae since like 2000. never heard 2000- You never heard it? No. Yo. And I'm a big Janae fan. So after said.
1: this, cause alright, so the Barbershop 2 soundtrack, I think it was Barbershop 2 soundtrack came out, you know going through it and then I just saw Lil Fizz and Janae. I was like, oh I do Janae is. like I'm like 12 years old. So then I started playing this song and I remember like just writing it down like I ain't gonna trip when you get home late at night cause there ain't <laughs> no reason for me to blow my cool and I'm just sitting here like Oh, this is my <laughs> shit. <laughs> and,
0: and ever since then, I was like, yo, Jeanette. You want to know something? I started listening to her um for, from sale Out. So I'm just like, she just has the ability to make things so clear. Like, you could be going through something and you just don't understand why. why? And she's just so real and raw in her lyrics. It's like, mm, like this is it. <laughs> why did it take someone
1: this long just to have, like, just to write? My emotions like that, right? And sing is so rawly. and I'm just like, yes,
0: right, yes.
1: Like, was it um, comfort in an inning? And she was like, when she was like her best friend, told her everything. I was like,
0: yes, <laughs> <laughs> no, like sh- she's real, she's real. And ways was
1: yeah. Why that whole album, like, yes.
0: That whole album got me through a period of time because, as you know, when you get into this industry, you always hit a rough path. You get to a point where you want to find yourself and really... Because it's hard when in an oversaturated industry to find your own lane and find what you're good at, you know? And I think when I was going through that period, it just was a very depressing time. And that album and that song just got me through, like, every single day. I could you not. So, literally listen to it from beginning to end.
1: Yeah, that's one of my favorite songs. How long ago was this when you were going through your rough patch?
0: Oh, my God. I graduated college 2012... Maybe 2000, when I turned 25, my 1st oh, quarter, midlife mid-life, quarter-life crisis. quarter-life crisis? When I turned 25, <laughs> that was what, 2015-ish, 14? 2014. hmm Oh, my goodness. I was like a wreck. And I was actually going through a, a breakup at that time as well. So it was just everything all in one. So, yeah.
1: I remember my core life crisis. I think I had like four of them in one year. <laughs> Like I just sit there breaking down, like not knowing, thinking like my life is
0: already over, <laughs> girl, girl, and like I'm only 25, like. I think mine just kind of ended too. We'll get into that as the songs play out, <laughs> but yeah, like that at that period, she was just making sense of everything that I was going through, even her older stuff, you know. And I was, and I'm really till this day that's one of the albums i listen to or she's one of the artists i listen to when i just want to have a calm head and like really connect to some good music um and i don't feel like we're getting a lot of that right now well i think well i take that back it's like here and there here and there we picking up i feel like a like, little bit
1: i always tell people i feel like maybe 2012, 12 but for a fact like 2011 like that year the part 2012 was like the last year of just non-stop
0: amazing music. Ama- um, and you see, that's the '90s head because I don't even think I know what was out in 2011. Oh no, I remember.
1: <laughs> so 2011 was like Kendrick had been out for a while, but like he had just dropped Section Eighty. Um, Janae had, is just coming off the year of her first EP that Sail she out. Fell mm-hmm. out. Um, Schoolboy Q was on scene. A-Star Rocky was coming up. Wale. I think had I was just in came- my
0: heavy Nicki
1: phase. Nikki, in 2011. Nikki was on top Like really on top With um, Pink I, Friday Before all yes. the other stuff came Wale yes. had just came off The mixtape More about nothing And like Drake was out here Like when you were Fiending <laughs> for Drake songs oh, But I was
0: a Young Money side, okay I wanted <laughs> Listen Young Money Made me feel like Back when I was In junior high school And I swore I was gonna be In Murder Inc Like you couldn't <laughs> tell me <laughs> I was not gonna Hold be up. In Murder Inc
1: Okay I wanted, okay, that's not funny, because I wanted to be in Murder Inc. so bad. And I and I look back, like, why? But that time I was like, yo, I just want to be in the videos, sing along Ja Rule, and all that. Like, I was, I don't know why. And I look back to like, why did I want to be a part of Murder Inc.? I had no good damn reason. They just had all the songs I liked at the time.
0: I just honestly feel like, let's put it like this. When Ashanti's album first came out, I cut school to go to Sam Goody. <laughs> to go buy it? To go buy this album. And I went home and I played it, I kid you not, nonstop for like forever in my boombox. Like I had a boombox when I was in high school and a lot of CDs died in this boombox. Because <laughs> I, if you knew me and, uh, during those periods of time, if I liked one artist, I killed it. Mm-hmm. So it was her. Then it was Confessions, which I I went through like three of those. And then it was Keisha Cole's first album. I killed that album. (laughs) I killed it. Like skips and everything. Skips, cracks, killed it. (laughs) So I'm that kind of music like when I listen to music, I don't just like let go of stuff. Like I hold on to it and I kind of like replay stuff. So when Young Money. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it is? When I got into Nikki, it wasn't because of her music. Mm-hmm. I got into her because of that M T V special she had. Is that the one when she like went to
1: Trinidad and she Yes, was
0: yes. Talking and about I just everything. felt so connected to her. Like she really seemed like so real. And I just really fell in love with like the way she treated her fans and stuff like that. So I was really a fan of like her personality more so. And then the love of the music came after. Because I really felt like I think before I didn't really know too much about her. Mm-hmm. So after that special, I was kind of like, okay, I'm a Barb. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Barb. I'm a certified Barb. All right. Song number three. Song number three has to be scissor. Twenty something. This song, when I first heard it, I think I cried because nobody today in today's R and B is doing is is doing what she did with that album. It just spoke to me and like where I'm at in my life and where I want to be. And a- another record like just making me look at myself, type of like a self reflection. Um, I can't even explain it. I just feel like I encourage everybody to listen to that song. If you're in your 20s, listen to it. I'm pretty sure. You can relate to something she says in that song. It's just so real. It's just ups and downs that we all go through. I listen to that song every day. Every more, That album right now. It's currently my new Ashanti. <laughs> so, yeah.
1: Wait, so you have a physical copy?
0: Of SZA? No, yeah. I don't. Oh. I want to, though. I want to. I, I would spend money on that. I would even buy a vinyl. I think that's probably is one of her... It's going to be, like, one of her classic. Everybody has, like, a classic. I think that's going to be her classic.
1: Let's talk about, like, the ups and downs. Like, what are... Some of the ups and downs you've been through.
0: To date, I feel like last year was the hardest year for me. Um, sometimes when people really, people are, who, are on, who are on the outside that want to get into this industry, look at everything and feel like it's so easy to attain things and it's so easy to get this job and stuff like that. But it's really actually very hard. You can know everybody in the book and still not be able to land that corporate job in entertainment um new, new york city is very oversaturated everybody wants to be in this world you know so i have been struggling with getting a full time job in the industry for so long and i have been juggling working a day job and doing this and we all know that's not easy at, at times so i had lost everything i did the tri- i worked with tribeca film festival for like the first half of the year and then that was over and i lost everything like i lost i didn't i wasn't working full time <clears throat> And I didn't have anything that would sustain me in the media world, so I was really going through it for until the end. So I would want to say maybe from June until December, and that was like my lowest point. Like I'm still regaining back everything from like my self esteem to you know financially, like everything. Because when you go through something like that and you have nothing, it can literally drive you crazy if you're not used to it. Girl. If you're not, if you are so used to taking care of yourself and doing things, and you, and you, the worst feeling was, like, feeling like a loser every day. You know, and I feel like I was doing all this stuff in media. I'm working every day. I'm hiring people. But I can't get hired. You know, like, that was the hardest part for me. But you get through it.
1: I remember, um, it. what is it? Because I know, like, there's a lot of people our age that go through that, like, um, majority of people work part-time. No one
0: really has a full-time job. There are no, like, real full-time job. And when you really, really think about it, there really is no guarantee that you're going to stay at this position. Even if you do get a corporate job, things are so shaky in the industry. Financially, I feel like it's so hard to get comfortable and really thrive in one. You, You have to be on your toes at all times. And you have to create a life for yourself. And if that means starting your own business, I really feel like that's the only lane that people are winning in. Because You have to create something for yourself. You're supposed to use these opportunities to learn from. And what were we just talking about? (laughs) Right? You know. We're not going to tell everybody. But you have to use these opportunities to learn and take them and see how you can utilize them for yourself at the end of the day. Because nobody's going to take care of you like you can. You know? So that's what I'm learning. And I don't feel like I always had the... Some people are made to be entrepreneurs and some people are not. And I feel like I don't have that natural... Entrepreneurship? Right. That's so just I'm, hard. Yes. And I'm learning. I'm, it's something that I'm still learning day to day as I take steps to solidify com, and, you know, I'm doing all this. I'm, I'm building this business and I'm, like, learning everything. So, it's con- it's a constant learning process, I feel like.
1: So, like, along with building businesses, because, like, one of our guests, she um talked about it recently about, like, how... For one, there's so much money you have to invest within it that you don't realize when you first started out, and just like the
0: upkeep of it, and just... I think that was the hardest part because for so long I had my when I founded my blog, I launched it two times. This mm-hmm. is gonna be my third time. This is this, this is my last time, guys. I promise. <laughs> but it's a learning, like I said, it's a learning process. Like the first time I did it, I I built, I taught myself how to build websites. Mm-hmm. So I built it by myself, and I. At first, it was like focusing all on me, and I was like, mm, "This is boring. Who cares about the 50 million things you're doing? Like, it doesn't matter." So I was like, "What if I make this? Because i every all the brands that I work with, it's either run by a woman, it caters to women. So I'm like, it's all about women empowerment. I'm like, how do, can I take this and spin it and make it my own?" Um, so I found something. That I'm because I'm kind. You know, when you're mad about something that's going on in this industry, you are calling your media girlfriend and you are going off like. I can't believe this happened. This is how they could do this, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was like, let me try to turn this into a a business, but I just did not know how. It took me until this year, and I started my website in 2000, officially 2014. It took me until this year to figure out the lane and how I wanted to go with it. And I feel like you need confidence too to launch a business because if you re- if you don't have the confidence, it's like... You could have all the knowledge in the world, and I feel like it's not gonna work. But
1: like, out. if you feel like it doesn't gonna work, it's like you're already right. putting that negative energy. Like, it's not gonna work. Like, whatever right. happens, she was like.
0: Mm. And this is why, dear black girl, be fearless. This is my message to girls because I lost so much time being by being scared. I lost so much opportunities by being scared. When I was in college, I didn't do any internships because I was too scared. My friends that I went to college with, they're thriving in their careers. When I got certain opportunities, I passed it up because I was too scared. You know, it's just you have to be fearless and you have to. Everybody gets nervous. Everybody gets scared. But you have to push through that. Whatever your passion is, you really have to, like, go full force and don't hold back. And I I think that's the biggest lesson I've learned so far.
1: So how do you overcome, um, like, being not having that confidence to go after everything you wanted?
0: I think, I think you just get tired. For me, I just got tired of being scared. Like, who else is going to do it? Mm-hmm. Nobody else is going to go out there and launch my brand for me, you know? It's like you have to kind of ignore it, in a sense. Like, just do it. I'm still scared. But I think it just gets to a point where it's like, it's either you do or die. Like, what else are you going to do, you know?
1: So what are some of the fears you have?
0: I think it stems from when I was younger, I was extremely shy. And I'm still extremely shy, so it's very hard to, like, articulate myself. Sometimes I'm my, my worst, my own worst critic. So when I do stuff, I'm just like, oh, you should have said it this way. You should have said that. Like, I'm constantly criticizing myself. Do that. <laughs> so <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to, like, overcome. But I feel like I just got to the point where I was just tired, you know, because I know it's holding me back. When you know something is holding you back, you know exactly what it is. And it sits there for, like, years and years and years. And you're just like, you know what, bit? You got to get over it. You have to get over it. Um, so that's the conversations I'm having with myself these days.
1: Now that, that's one of the conversations I have with um, one of my homeboys. Because I was telling him, like, it's hard for me to articulate certain things. Like, especially, like, yes. when it comes to, like, the question I hate the most. What oh, do you do? It's what do you do or what do you want to do?
0: Right. I'm I hate like, it. I don't Do you want to know something? I went to a network event, networking event the other day. Um and somebody introduced me to this TV personality and they asked me to, you know, exchange information with him and stuff. And he was, you know, talking and asked me what I wanted to do. And you know like when you hold so much responsibilities and you do a lot, but when somebody asks you, you just go blank? Yes. <laughs> so I'm just sitting here like I'm talking to him, I'm talking to And, you know, his response was kind of like, well, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, just making it seem like I didn't know what I was talking about. But I was, I was so hard on myself that night. Like, Novia, you have to get it together. Why can't you articulate yourself? So that's something that I'm working on, too, like, I'm one of those people, I think I made my, when I first started in the industry, I I only did like celebrity interviews and like writing, but I think I fell back and took up like so many roles that were behind the scenes because I was too shy. (laughs) Even though people would be like, oh my gosh, you did such such an amazing job. For me, it was kind of like, I would rather not go through the 10 minutes of like nervousness and worrying about if the celebrity is going to curse me out. (laughs) And, you know, I would just rather not, you know, I'm really laid back. So one would probably say that I'm Probably not meant to be in this industry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, because I I have those anxieties too. Because I I remember um, like when I first started doing interviews, like I had this idea and I wanted to be on camera. And when the camera came, my whole body was shaking. I was gonna have a anxiety attack. And I think it took me like three years to just be like, okay, let me just. It's like two or three years just to get over that and like just really try again. And I've also learned like if you continue to like attack your fear, it gets easier.
0: I, and that's what I'm learning to like every day. Cause you know, when you're relaunching a brand, like it's, you have to take a lot of steps. So like I'm in the beginning stages now and it's like every day I get up and I'm like, okay, you have to do this today. Get it done. Do not sit on it. Um, Don't think too much. And that's, I'm a Virgo. <laughs> I overthink and I overanalyze every single thing. So it's, I literally have to just like talk myself out of it and like just get it done. That's just my new approach. Like I don't think about it twice. If I think it and I feel like it's a good move, I just do it and then mm-hmm. worry about it after. When somebody asks me like what you the question you just asked, um where do I want where do I want to be, where do I see myself? I always say like Karen Sybil. because I feel like she's the only person that I can directly that's some, she does everything. Mm-hmm. How do you describe her job title? You know? You it, so it's like But that's exactly what I want to do. That's exactly what I want to achieve in my own way. You know? So, it's hard. That question is hard. I hate that question. (laughs) So do I. All
1: right, song number two.
0: Song number two is Drake, Too Much. I love this song just because I'm a Virgo and I'll overthink and overanalyze everything. (laughs) And it's just like, yo, mama, calm down. (laughs) Don't think about it too much. Um, and just, again, I just identify with real lyrics and real life situations. And he's talking about his family and, you know, what he expects from people in his life. And it's just so real and it's so relatable. And that's just one of the, that's another song that kind of got me through after the period of, after like 2015, when I was going through that stuff, when I started working again, that got me through like a lot that song. I used to listen to that song every morning on the train and was like my go-to.
1: The period where you weren't working, like, the minute you started back working, did you, like, make yourself a promise that you would try your best not to
0: be ever in that situation again? I am terrified <laughs> of being in that. It's almost like you get to the point where you know that it's never going to happen to you again because you won't allow it. You know, I even made smarter financial decisions when I started back working because I'm like, I was not doing things right, the correct way the first time. I'm never gonna be in that space again. I being in that space again is the scariest thing to me. So I know I won't allow myself to get there again. You know, I, I don't how I've how I've been feeling these days is more so like you don't have a choice. Like you you have to make it happen. You know, you wasted a lot of time. You're 28. It's time to just be about your business and get it done. You know, and I honestly believe that if you follow your heart and do what's true to yourself, then it will be received well and people will understand. And that's what I'm trying to, like, how I try to live my life now. You know, just be true and, and don't... I never used to promote myself. I don't promote myself. If you see... I have so many friends in the media industry that would be like, Novia, like, you don't, like... You need to post more about, like, your work. And not post, like, what you do. Because I, when I first started, I'm like, I still want to live my regular life. I'm Caribbean. I still want to fet on the weekends. I still want to <laughs> turn up. You know, but... I'm I'm coming to a point now realizing, like, branding myself, it's really how you want people to perceive you. And I'm paying more attention to that now. And, yeah, with, with everything. With this relaunch of NoviRose.com, I'm also, like, relaunching myself as a brand. So.
1: so what advice would you give to someone that's, like, going through the same things you've going through and, like, they're trying to figure it out right now?
0: This sounds so cliche, but, like, really keep the faith and remember how good you are and your worth. It's so easy to lose that when you're going through such a hard time like that. It's so easy to put yourself down. And I feel like you have to actively tell yourself, like, I'm not gonna let this beat me. You know, and I know it's hard. It's easier said than done. We all know this. But it and it take the time too to figure out who's really there for you in your life and who is there to uplift you because you're going to need your loved ones and you're going to need people who really care about you to remind you. I'm not saying lean on, like be dependent on their thoughts. You have to believe it yourself, but nobody should and should have to go through that alone. Um. So I know what got me through it was having people who cared about me around me, sticking to my faith and just talking to God and, and really building my relationship with him as well because i was i strayed away from that too um i grew up in church and stuff like that and when i got to college i kind of strayed away from my faith so that period forced me to really reconnect. look at myself and reconnect and just always remember that it's it's just a rough it's just a phase and you have the control you have the ability to turn your life around as long as you keep trying things will work out for the best you know so that's what I would say.
1: Being that you work with a lot of women and um, within different aspects of the in- industry, what's like one of the greatest lessons you've learned from them?
0: You know, I spent a lot of time. I don't want to say a lot of time, but there have been days where I've spent like fully with Yandy. And she's so like willing to share knowledge about the things that she's been through and how she got through certain things and things in the industry. And I've learned a lot. From just sitting back and watching her. And the biggest lesson that I got from her was. It is completely okay to be 100% yourself. And always learn how to conduct yourself. When you listen to her story. And how she got where she is. She took strategic. She made a strategic plan. On how she was going to achieve. The goals that she wanted. And she didn't take no for an answer. And I feel like. That's the kind of. Spirit, you have to have to make it in the industry. So I've I've learned that one be fearless and two be smart and surround yourself with people who are smarter than you. That is the biggest lesson. You can nobody can do it alone. You have to surround yourself with a good solid team. Um, so that would be the biggest song number one. Song number one is Nicki Minaj. (laughs) Want some more off of her pink print, off of the pink print. And it's just simply because this is one of her songs that I listen to when I want to hype myself up. Like she goes off and I'm going off. Like, do you know who I am? But not in a cocky way, but just like everybody, you know, just the energy like, listen, I'm the shit. I know I'm the shit. Respect me. But everybody has to have those cocky moments. Um,
1: Am I saying, does that sound bad? No, because I feel like when everyone hears Bodak Yellow, that's how they feel. Right,
0: (laughs) right. (laughs) That's one of my songs. That confidence just comes in. When I first heard that, her verse on that song, I was like, okay, go off. Because I'm going to go off too. Like, um, the same way how I felt when I listened to Roman's Revenge. I feel that same way. Bodak Yellow, like those type of like, you know what I'm trying to say? Like yes, yes, I'm the shit. I'm the shit, and nobody can tell, tell me, me anything. any other way. Right. And I feel like as women, we all need that. We all need that reassurance, that empowerment. You know. So yeah. Yeah,
1: because it's not like a it's not like a cocky ramp. It's not like a cocky thing. It's more like a confidence thing. Yes. Some days you just don't have any type of confidence at all, and then the song could come on. You are just like hold up, hold
0: on. Wait, what was a minute. I what was I just doing? Like, Why was I tripping? Right. Right. And I'm the type of person that I'm so focused on what's in front of me and my goals that I tend to forget what I have done and the things that I have achieved. So it takes like swings like that to like be like, all right, Novia, like you're tripping. Why are you getting so down to yourself? You've done a lot. You know, don't just dis- don't discredit yourself. Uh, and I think we all tend to do that. Those of us who are, you know, highly motivated, we wanna, you know, we're hardworking. I'm pretty sure a lot of women tend to just focus on their goals and forget what they've accomplished.
1: And what they've done so far. Because it's like right. you're always trying to get to that next step.
0: Always. And it's good to be that way. But its not, I don't think it's 100% healthy to just focus on that and forget about where you've been and how you...
1: And how far you've grown. Right. What's one of the hardest things you feel like women millennials probably face right now?
0: Depression. I hear that a lot. Just mental health. Um, Everybody's fighting a battle that you don't know about. And I feel like that's just the running theme of, like, women millennials these days. And I feel like we take on so much, especially this generation. Like, we're, we're doing a lot. I feel like that's the biggest battle, especially with social media. has such a heavy effect on the way we live our lives. And people get so caught up in, like, how they want to be perceived. And they forget to... Enjoy life and really just be themselves, um, and be unapolo- unapologetically themselves. So yeah, I think that's the biggest the biggest battle. You see it. You see the fake. You know the enhancements. How people what people view as beautiful. So yeah, I don't know if you saw the VMAs. You saw the VMAs. Yeah. You saw the pink. Yeah. It's when her, her daughter was her like, she right. Thought she like wasn't boy. that heartbreaking.
1: Yeah. Six years old. You. But- and there's a lot of kids that go through that, and I don't, I don't know, because like you know, kids can be mean. It's not something she thought of. It's probably something that another little kid say, said to her, like
0: "You look like a boy" or it, something like that. Right. And I feel like Pink's speech was so necessary because she is one of the few that has not changed. It's something that we view that as normal now. We view the the in, the butt enhancements as normal, but it's not normal at all. Right. So she said it perfectly. Like, you know, we have to, we never change. We have to help people see different kinds of beauty. And I feel like a lot of women are battling that. In this generation are battling what defines their beauty. Like, so. Yeah, I think that's one of the biggest challenges. Social
1: media, although it's a great thing, it helps people achieve their dreams, also plays a lot into, like, why there's so many depressed millennials right now. right. Cause it's like you're looking at some people and you're just like, whoa, what's the difference? Um, like why why is their life taking off this way? But
0: the comparison game, oh my gosh, that is deadly.
1: So deadly. It's
0: so deadly. Like I I you I, I I'm not gonna lie, I used to be like that as well, especially when I was going through my hard time and I, would, you know, would look at other women who are doing what I'm doing and I'm like, I don't understand. Like, what do I lack? You know. It's not something that's far-fetched, you know? So it's easy to fall into that mindset, but you just have to be stronger.
1: And I will say, like, the scary thing about it is just that you don't realize that there are so many people that are, like, so many levels ahead of us that still go through that same fight and battle. They're just, like, they're not understanding why aren't they making it to the next level? Even though to us it looks like they're on that
0: level we're trying to get to. There's like there's a lot of that going around too. People are creating what they're creating this this image that they want you to see. You don't know what's going on in their real lives. I could really sit around in front, like I am rolling and doing in the living the biggest life if I really wanted to. But I don't what's the point of that? You know? Why not show your struggle, and then people will appreciate when you actually do
1: achieve it. It's just like achieve it's, your goals, it's right?
0: Right. So yeah, I tr- I make a conscious effort not to get too caught up in social media. Um, I just use it for fun.
1: So, what advice would you give a younger you?
0: That's interesting because my sister, my younger sister, is doing exactly what I'm doing. She said studied- she's going to the exact same college I went to, and is, in stud- <laughs> and is studying the exact same thing I studied. And I just try to tell her, I just try to lead her in a different direction as far as the way I went about things. Like I'm on her with like, get it done now. Do not procrastinate. Get that internship while you're in school. That's what they're there for. I'm just on her because I don't want to have, I don't want her to go through what I went through. I feel like I got extremely lucky with the opportunities that have come to me because realistically I was sitting on my ass and partying in college when I should have been on my grind. On my grind. Um, but now that she's there and she's going through it, I I constantly just, I'm always just giving her little bits of advice, like if she comes to me about an article or if she is writing something and she, she'll she send it to me and she'll say like, hey, I interviewed this person, can you read it over and tell me what I could do better? So I, my advice to women who are pursuing this is just be ambitious, be fearless, and do not, let opportunities pass you by. Like you have to take advantage of the opportunities that are presented to you. So, what do you want your legacy to be? How does one answer that question? I, you know, I've never. Is it bad to say that I I've never, you know, because
1: th- I feel like sometimes we all don't think about like the purpose of us
0: doing all this, mm-hmm. and like w- I just want to impact women in a positive way, but do it in a way that. It's never done before. Um, I constantly get DMs and constantly get, you know, emails and letters of these women who work in the industry and saying, like, thank you, you know, for taking the time to highlight what I'm doing, you know. And I feel like when people go on that page, they feel a sense of, like, community and they feel like, okay... We're all doing the same thing, but we're all doing... I think it shows that you can be doing the same thing, but you can do it in your own way. And that's... No one is you. That is your power type of thing. I just want women to be... Women in the industry to be united and in a positive way. When they go to Novi Rose, I come on with them to feel that sense of community and feel like it's a home for them. So essentially, I would want that to be my legacy, like positively impacting women in this crazy crazy um world we live we live in this mini world of the industry
1: do you feel like it's hard for women in the industry to unify with each other
0: i feel like it's it's much better now i can imagine them like than before our time mm-hmm. um, but i do i see it i see women uniting and and doing positive things with one another um in the industry, um, the other the event I went to the other night, actually, two women decided. They, two young professionals from BET decided that they wanted to create something for young young professionals in media um, to come together and speak on issues that happen in the workplace. If they need help with any with you know their goals, you know, and I I love that kind of stuff. Um, so I don't think it's hard for women to unite, but there is women are women. I haven't seen anybody do it to the length that I'm doing it, like highlight women and, you know, what they're doing. But I think we're making progress, basically. I think we're making progress. And it takes people who are known to like, we see a lot of like the women empowerment networking, you know, the workshops. Those are growing, you -hmm. know, they're happening all the time. So, yeah.
1: Okay, so before we go, you have to give us your Dear Black Girl open letter and sign it at the end.
0: Dear black girl, whatever you choose to do in life, do not hold back. Be courageous. Be strong. No one is you. That is your power. Signed, Novi Rose.